Good morning, everyone. It's me, Raymond Labios, your professor. This semester in management, 141. So this will be a, the first in a series of podcasts that we'll be having for management 141 this semester. So the content will be created along the way, and I'll try to keep it current. So as new things come up, um, I'll try to share with you guys and girls my thoughts on different aspects of running operations in various organizations. I guess we'll call this podcast Morning Muni Muni for Management 141. So let's see how this goes. semester is going to happen on the 10th of September based on the BOR decision to continue and push through with the semester. First semester of academic year 2020 to 2021. So I found this photo shared by the Opisina ng UP faculty region and it's from the survey results that was shared during the 1,353rd BOR meeting about online learning preparedness of students. I don't know if you've seen this image already, but it's available on Facebook and I will be sharing the link to it with all of you. So why are we doing this? Looking at these stats, I would like my students to develop some sort of operations-like thinking. And when you receive data related to anything about an organization, I'd like you to develop a solutions-focused kind of thinking. So I guess as students of UP, we have a tendency to express our thoughts, how we believe things should be based on notions, assumptions, things we've been told. But I would like you to practice looking at data that is presented to you from reliable sources and then start thinking about how to make things move along. So one core thing about operations management is making sure that your customer receives the product or the service that they expect in a quality that they expect, nothing less. So we will be pushing through with the semester, but in a remote format. Now, the interesting thing about this is everybody, most of us, is going to be doing it for the first time. For the service deliverer, which is your faculty and the staff that supports us and making sure that you receive the education that you deserve. And then you have your customers. Who are you? Our students. Before I forget, two key things that you would need to think about in operations management are product and service. So these two things are really different. Product is more tangible. Service is about the intangible stuff. 
and you'll learn more about this in the first module of the course, which is the introduction. So back to the image that was shared by the UP faculty regent. We have eight columns. So the first column is for the college unit. You've got Tiliman, Los Baños, Manila, Visayas, Mindanao, Baguio, and Cebu. So we'll just focus on UPLB in this situation. Let's just focus on us. So you have for the second column, the number of enrolled as of second semester 2019 to 2020. So that's 11,911 students. Third column is the number of enrolled freshies or pre-enlisted continuing students as of the 25th to 27th of August, 2020. That's 10,297 students. Which brings us to the fourth column, which is the percent of second semester enrollment, uh, meaning this was 10,297 students divided by 11,911, giving us 92%. So, based on the expected number of enrollees students who enrolled the previous semester, 92% of them have expressed through pre-enrollment if they are continuing students and freshmen who have accepted their offer to study at UP. So you have 92% of those students who are enrolled as of the 27th of August. Now we go to the fifth column, which is the number of students without connectivity. So this is a percentage. So it says here there are 309 students 3% from colleges. I'm not sure what this exactly means, but let's just say that 3% in this situation, 3% of students have no connectivity to the internet at all. So I'm not sure how, oh, I guess this information was from the colleges, provided by the colleges through some survey that the colleges have conducted. So with this question, one who is in operations management could think for the ver uh, just to make sure that their data is reliable. Questions that you could ask as an operations manager is, how was this data collected? So a lot of students answer their surveys online via Google Forms or whatever online survey portal. Um, the question there is, so these students, how did they connect to the internet to be able to fill out these forms? They may have done that through friends or family who have connection to the internet, or they may have visited a computer shop to be able to connect to the internet. Or maybe this was conducted through phone interviews. Maybe you could ask if this was done face-to-face. -face. So just to make sure that 
did how um, as an operations manager it's a valid question to ask how this data was collected just to make sure that you are looking at the correct numbers so that you could deploy the correct solutions to the issue that you have at hand now we go to the sixth column which is the number of students with slow connectivity so we have 5087 students followed by five asterisks the details of which I cannot see from this image that I have access to. Now let's just look at the percentage beneath it. It's 49.4%. So roughly speaking, you have 50% of your students, total students who have slow internet connectivity. So in operations management, for someone who will be providing a service, which is me, this means that of all the students, there's a 50% chance that that student has slow connectivity to the internet. So this means that for me who will be delivering the service of teaching, I would have to come up with ways to make sure that you receive the education you deserve, given that you have slow connectivity to the internet. So this could mean that I would have to deliver the materials to you in a way that you could access them in whatever format that you can, whatever time that you can, using the resources that are available to you. That is the asynchronous way of accessing the materials. Now for synchronous teaching, which means that while I'm online, all of you will be online also at the same time, or at the very least, we will be communicating by a phone. So those are factors that I would have to think about in the delivery of my service to you all. So that's 49.4% of the total number of students who have slow internet connectivity. So me as a professor, should I assume that nearly 50% of my class as well will have slow connectivity to the internet. I could think that way. But then again, I am dealing not with 10,000 students, but just 25 to 30, maybe 40 students at a time. So I really can't use that percentage there for my own purposes, for my own class. Why is that? So I think for many, applying statistics rather haphazardly to your own situation is the wrong way of doing it. 50%, 49.4% if we are going to be exact, is something that applies to the whole student body. What if for my class amongst those 40 students, most of them would have good internet connectivity? So I really won't have to worry so much about my students. But then there may be that one student or three other students who have slow internet connectivity. If we're talking about equitable education access, 
then I would have to come up with ways that would service those three students. And in doing that, ideally the solutions that I come up with or the ways, methods that I come up with would also be beneficial to the students who have access to the internet regularly or their internet access is reliable. So going back, should I think about the 49% number as something that I should apply to my own classes? The answer again is no, not really. I should do my own research, reach out to my own students to figure out if this 49.4% applies to me, to my situation. Now, if we were going to think about the 5,000 students, then there should be conversations happening about whether or not this is something that the university could help change or who would help change this or if it's important to change this. It would be a fair question to ask. Is a fast internet connection really necessary in delivering the service of teaching? Some people might be surprised by that question, but when you're thinking about alternatives, thinking about the resources that you have as an operations manager, these things are a valid question to ask. But then again, you should think about what people expect, what our customers expect. They want something that mimics what happens in real life. So there should be conversations about how can we identify those students who have slow internet connectivity in a similar way as identifying students without connectivity. And when we know who those students are, we should help them figure out if that's something that could be changed. Could they get access to high-speed internet? Now that requires not just the financial capability of that student to be able to make that happen, but also the businesses that are available in the area where the student lives or will be studying in connecting that student to reliable internet access. Uh, some students might be living in far-flung areas. Then the question that we should be asking there is, how can internet companies reach these students? If not, then what solutions could be provided to change that? Now we go to the seventh column, which is the number of students without any gadget specifically a cell phone, tablet, or computer. We have 300 students, 321 students, 3.1%. So, is this a statistic again that I, should I apply to my own students? I could do that, yes. But then again, what if 100% of my students have access to a gadget? To be able to verify that, then I would have to reach out to my customers but for our class, it's something that I still have to find out. As of now, from the survey that I sent out, only 20 students have thus far responded to the survey. I've sent out an email to 30 students. Only 20 have replied. So whatever, what happened to the other 15? And someone who's in operations, that's something that I should be asking. What happened to those 15? Are they actively choosing to not respond to the email or do they really have no means to respond to that email and answer the survey. Now we have the final column 
which is the number of students with a computer. So what's missing here for me is how about those students who have no computer but have access to a different gadget that they could use for their classes. And I don't know how those students or if their students have been accounted for. In my class, there are at least two students who through the survey have mentioned that they only have a smartphone for them to be able to access learning materials with two students who have access only to a smartphone to be able to connect to the internet, I would have to come up with ways so I could make sure that the stuff that they're reading is readable. They would be spending hours on their phone studying. And that's draining to the eye. Reading long text just to get to understand the material is really challenging. So I have to come up also with a different way and hopefully this podcast helps a little bit. Let's finish off this figure. Um, so the final column is the number of students with a computer. Again, there are five asterisks. I don't know what that means, but let's just look at this number here. 60% of our students have access to a computer. Should I apply that statistic to my class? Again, not necessarily. That could be a good starting number, but then it's my responsibility to find out if really that is reflective of my own class. So hopefully with this small exercise that we've done today, with this small image that I got from the Opisina ng UP faculty regent, I hope that you were able to pick up something that would help you in looking at data and asking the right questions to remove some of that vagueness, to remove some of the assumptions that you may have formed in your mind, all in an attempt to reach clarity, in an attempt to create solutions for your customer. So that's it for now. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.